Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your locally owned source for hunting, fishing, and shooting gear in interior Alaska. They sell proven gear that will tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to, and Frontier always stays current with gear for the season. Whether you're baiting bears in the spring, fishing, camping, or dip netting in the summer, you're looking for game bags and moose camp gear in the fall, uh, if you need to stock up on trapping lures or just get everything you need to go ice fishing, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as camping gear and backpacking food. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find a full hardware store naturally, and uh, you'll also find your snow machine, ATV, and marine accessories down there. They go out of their way to stock plenty, plenty of quality, useful equipment. And whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on a never-ending home improvement project, or anything in between, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location in North Pole, so make sure you stop in next time you need to gear up. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Realtor Rick Lindsay, a guy that can take care of just about any of your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area. Now, the Hedgecock Group has been in Fairbanks North Pole real estate market since the early 80s, and their service is tailored to meet the diverse needs of home buyers in interior Alaska. Now, Rick has lived in Fairbanks for a long time and understands a lot of the less obvious ins and outs of buying and selling property around here. You know, things like water holding tanks and permafrost and all that jazz. Fairbanks is a really unique place to live, and having a realtor that knows what to look for in a quality place can make all the difference. Rick's a Marine Corps veteran and will work hard to get you exactly what you need. And if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Fairbanks or North Pole area, reach out to Rick at 907-378-6780. And go check out his Instagram at R-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-113 at rlindsey113. He's really a passionate outdoorsman. He's just like us. He's one of us. And he loves to share his adventures on there. And he's got a pretty a pretty nice cranker of a ram that I'm jealous of. So go check him out. That's how you do it. Welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel. I thought I got kicked off my own podcast, but... Um, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I tried pretty hard. No, uh, yeah, Frank. Frank's doing a couple couple solo episodes because I'm busy and catching shit, so that's all right. Uh, it was actually kind of nice being able to listen to one and not listen to one and not... Well, I guess listen to one period because I don't listen to them normally. And I like, not hear myself talking. <laughs> I like listening to Tundra talk, but I can't listen to myself talk. So the only ones I listen to are the ones that I don't do. Yeah. But anyway, we're sitting here tonight with Tyson Porter, who is one of the only people in this room to kill a moose this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But now you you met. Tell me how you met Frank first of all, because yeah, you're you're a Frank connection. But I did see, I did see your the moose you got this year. I remember like reading through at least part of the story um, when Frank showed me the picture. So yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Well, I met Frank down uh, down at work actually. Um, I'm a local fishing guide for uh, AK River Tours, and uh, it's kind of funny. Um, 
that day we were hosting a fourth grade class, I think, yeah. at the lake. Yeah. And so I was busy getting holes ready, and uh, my boss kind of poked his head in. Hey, I got Frank here, going to help you out. Uh, Frank hopped in, and, you know, we kind of were talking, and it wasn't long before I was like, oh, you must be must be Frank from Tunter Talk. So uh, yeah, I kind of recognized like, him a little bit. Shit, I was like, you can't <laughs> even get away at this point in time. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you instantly you asked me, you're like, You you on Tundra Talk? And I was like, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Depends. <laughs> yeah. Well someone yeah. A- someone asked me the other day, Are you the Tundra Talk guy? And I'm like, Well, depends on who's asking. <laughs> and if yeah. they're and if you're mad at at them or not. But no, that's that's cool. So he was saying you you're originally from Maine? Yeah, I moved up uh from Maine last year, uh last September. So nice. So you're one little over a year in. Yeah, just over a year now. And that's yeah. what you said. You drove all the way up here listening to Tundra Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had listened to it before, but... Uh, you had listened to it back I, in Maine. Holy oh, yeah. shit, he did a rewind and listened to it again. Man, how did you How did you like stumble on to listening to this? Yeah, so uh, from, my, from my brother, actually. Um, you know, I think he was listening to it probably right as it came out. What was that? Maybe five years ago now? Quite a while ago, because uh, I can remember, yeah, it was like five years ago, he was talking about uh, the 40-mile hunt, and he popped up your podcast about the 40-mile hunt, and he goes, jeez, drive right up there and get a caribou. (laughs) (laughs) Being from Maine, you know, that's pretty, you know, you can't do that on deer back home, so (laughs) I thought that was pretty good, and that was years before I even thought I might be uh, moving up here, so. Nice. It's pretty cool. Huh. Did he come up here and hunt? He did, yeah. Um, so he came up in October. Uh, well, the last day of September, he flew in, the last day of the 40-mile hunt, and uh, picked him up from the airport fresh off of, uh, I think, like 24 hours of travel, drove him up there, and we attempted to find some. Didn't have any, uh, didn't find any that day, but we got to hunt that hunt anyway. Nice. He had kind of dreamt of hunting for years. So yeah. That was pretty cool. So he came up to hunt. After you were up here, yeah. Okay, right yep. on, right on. Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always, it's always interesting how hearing how people, just random people, have yeah, like oh, yeah. stumbled on on the podcast and actually find it interesting. I mean, seeing that from like, which I do need to order some more hoodies and stuff. But just like from sending all those out, the ran just the random ass spots Places. they go. Yeah, that's no pretty shit, cool. Huh? Yeah, well, it's got to be far-reaching. To uh, reach is over there in Maine, so. Yeah, that's, uh, so what, like, tell me a bit, tell us about growing up, like, in, in Maine. You know, you obviously hunting deer, you know, you guys you got moose and. Yeah, yeah, we got some good bear hunting as well. Um, yeah, growing up, always loved the outdoors, fishing and hunting. Um, grew up deer hunting. Kind of kind of hard deer hunting back home, but we do a lot of it, um, have a long season. Um, big woods. Uh, in the north end of the state up near Canada. So we have a lot of land access and uh, very few deer. So <laughs> we kind of mm-hmm. cover a lot of yeah. ground, try to try to find them. And Sounds similar to what uh, you're seeing, like in areas of Vermont, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's like less than one deer per square mile in northern Vermont. I mean, you go to southern Vermont down by Massachusetts, and there's fucking deer everywhere, all up in people's yards and shit. But where I grew up, up by mm-hmm. the Canadian border, and that swath, it's like... Runs along the Canadian border through New Hampshire and and Maine is just really really low density yeah. deer. Um, 
There's some big deer. You Did know? you track? Were you, you do a lot of tracking? Yeah, we always tried to. Yeah. Because uh, that was your best chance. Um, yeah. Once there was snow on the ground, some years it was the first week in November, but uh, we normally had it at some point, and uh, we'd try to find a track and go on it for yeah. the day. So, Otherwise, the deer, especially the bucks, they could be anywhere yeah, for yeah. miles. I so. know guys that are like, well, I just walk and walk and walk, and next thing you know, you're like, fuck Canadian border. Tracks go into Canada, and it's like... And apparently those, you know, you stop, you can't go, you know, it's right. over at that point in right. time. But apparently those guys are just fucking wild, those Canadian whitetail hunters. That, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I always thought that, that, kind, that kind of shit was interesting. Um, had, were you all about the 200-pound buck or were you about filling a freezer? No, you took the first chance you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were raised like me. Yeah, <laughs> the first First time you saw a bone up there on the head, you'd pull the trigger. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many of these guys. I mean, I have a few buddies that fucking unless they're like, that's going to be a two hundred, mm-hmm. and they're fucking irate if that thing's one hundred and ninety five <laughs> pounds or one hundred and ninety eight yep. pounds. Yep. Like, I know dudes that shoot deer that when they weigh them in, one hundred and ninety nine pounds. Fuck! I blew my tag. I can't believe it. One pound, <laughs> yeah. and they're pissed off. Jeez! And it's fucking wild. It could be a spike horn. They yeah. don't give a two shits right. about the antlers. It's they the just weight. want a fucking two hundred yep. pound deer. <clears throat> that always just blew my mind. And that's two hundred pounds dressed, right? Mm-hmm. Dressed. And I, I mean, to me, the way I was raised, and I don't know how you do it, but everything comes out. You, cu- I mean, I reach up in there to the back of the neck and cut the esophagus off. Yeah, and. Everything from there back comes out of the deer. I cut the asshole out, pull everything out. I think a lot of these guys cut up to the diaphragm, leave get in the, the guts, yeah. leave the heart and lungs and shit in there until after they're done with the weigh-in. I mean, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know anybody that's actually done that, but I have a feeling a lot of these guys are leaving as much as possible to try and hit that. That two hundred mark. No yeah. offense to anyone. I don't know that. I don't know <laughs> doing that shit. But I don't know that culture well. But I feel like you could start a fight in a bar, maybe by oh, like right, saying shit like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would get something going for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just know that the way you know, and a couple of my buddies that are really incredible trackers, they fucking get the guts out of their deer. Yeah. They get everything out of them. You know, they're not leaving a bunch of stuff in there to be like, oh. I think I'm, you know, I want to right. get that two hundred Or like pound. the lead weight, like the the fish, the walleyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I always found the shit like absolutely. It's super intriguing that mm. the, you know that these guys just they can look at a track and a stride and be like, "That's the deer right oh, yeah. there. That's the one I'm going after." Yeah, there's all kinds of different little tricks you can use, like what trees they're walking in between, because if they walk in between narrow ones, you know they don't have a wide rack. Yeah. So it's like all kinds of different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, like, yeah, what more about that? Like, you did you did that quite a bit. Like, I'd be interested in hearing some more about that. Yeah. It's just not something we really ever do around here. You know, when I was hunting, like when I, the trip I got my whitetail in Canada, you know, we started out moose hunting and that's how they would like moose hunt after the rut where I was at in Alberta. They track they'd moose? track, you'd cut oh, like, that'd a, be you cut a bull, wild, you cut it? a bull track. Cause like, I guess, you know, like in November they kind of, or yard, you know, 
hold tight and you can typically like get pretty close to them mm-hmm. but they'd cut bull tracks i mean could have been feeding me a whole pile of shit just be like <laughs> hey this is what we're gonna do yeah but that's you know it seemed legit like we the, the for the one day we had snow we were like on on a, a set of tracks that looked like a bull and hmm. you know you could hear them uh, we just could never quite get get close enough to see them so that no, I just shit. that's pretty interesting to me yeah, so basically what you do, um, you know, if it lined up right, you'd have, you know, that night it would snow. Early that morning before daylight, you'd run the logging roads. Cause mm-hmm. It's all logging uh, country up there. So you have miles of access, um, very little private land. And what was private, if it wasn't posted, you could walk on it. Yeah. You could hunt it. Um, so you'd go, hopefully cut a buck track. You know, if you saw a set of tracks coming across one of the dirt roads, get out. If it was a buck track or if you thought it was a buck, uh, you'd hop on it and just go for the day. So, uh, you know, depending on how how old you thought it was, you'd try to close the distance on mm-hmm. the deer. Um, and the people that are good at it, you know, know when they're getting close. Yeah. Um, There's little signs, like yeah. starting to feed a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, if they get with a doe or something, and you can tell they've spent some time together milling around instead of just going. Um, so there's all kinds of little things you can look for. Um, but yeah, you just try to get close that distance. And once you either spot him or if you jump him, now he's running. Now, you know, you're close. Yeah. Then you start the hunt. Yeah. But before that, it's, uh, just trying to cover ground, yep, trying to get on that deer. So it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I never had, I never shot one doing it, but, uh, came close definitely was right on their heels quite a few times so hmm. yeah that'd be i know guys talk about like i gotta freshen this track up which is cover like covering a lot of ground um i think the big in my in my mind anyway like the big thing it would be when a buck gets in with other buck or and they start running together or they get in with a bunch of does where mm-hmm. does are feeding and hanging mm-hmm. out and stuff and you just got like a barnyard of tracks and to like sort one track out of yep. all these other tracks. And I think that like they talk about swinging loop, like big circles around, mm-hmm. like trying to get out and like mm-hmm. swinging around all this group of tracks and figuring out where that exact track that they want mm-hmm. is coming out of all that shit. Right. Um, yeah. There's just so many little fucking things. And these deer that are really smart seem to be like, you know, they're doing a majority of this shit during the night. And then you're trying to find them during the day, and they get themselves uphill. And I know the, my buddies that do it, they talk about the deer will, like, either they go uphill and get on, like, a hillside where they can see a ways, and they'll do, like, a loop. Or they'll actually even cross their own track mm-hmm. so that they can watch that crossing spot of their own track. And the shit, like, these deer, it's like... This deer's been chased before, or uh, they're Damn old right. enough, and that's what it is. To get that big, that size, they're not fucking dumb. They're like five, six-year-old deer, mm-hmm. and they've been chased before, or they've, you know, they they just know what's up, and it's not you're pursuing a variant. I mean, whitetails in general, even young ones, are fucking smart. Yeah, and they are. When they get old like that, it's like, look out, man. I still think they're like, white-tailed deer are the hardest animal I've ever hunted. Yeah, well, Difficult. there was one fall, um, I was with a friend, we went down in a swamp where I had seen deer earlier in the fall, cut a buck track, 
wasn't long before we saw where I think what had happened was he had heard us coming or heard our door, something. Let's pull up because he wasn't far from where he, where he had parked the truck where he had been bedding. So we got on his track, went through the swamp. Well, we, I know he knew we were after him because what he did was he made a straight line into the swamp, but then all of a sudden his track disappeared just out of the blue. So we were kind of like, you know, what the hell's going on? Where'd he go? Well, he had turned around, walked in his tracks about 10 yards, yeah. then hopped over a deadfall and then went at a 45-degree angle the other way. Yeah. So he he knew something Didn't was Didn't you tell me him. a similar story? Oh, yeah. we yeah. I tracked a deer that we had shot and just wasn't a good shot for two days, and he did the exact same thing. That deer, when we walked by, was like less than 20 feet away in the in like thick little you know little mm-hmm. fir trees just watch us walk by we walked by he hopped back on his own track and then he yeah. went up came back jumped off watched us walk by and then he jumped back on his track and he went all the way back to a river and got in a river and went downstream in the river in the water yep <laughs> and then jumped out of the river like they're crazy that's i mean that's like serious smart. <laughs> that's like serious thought process to do something like that and to realize like make the connection like that they're tracking like that i'm leaving tracks that yeah that something is fault pursuing me while i'm leaving these tracks like the whole it's un- unreal yeah. their thought process mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, my father-in-law said, you know, when he growing up hunting deer in Wisconsin, said they'd be way up in a tree and watching guys like walk through the woods or whatever, and you know, watching a big buck, and they just lay down, let people walk right by them. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think moose are near as smart, but I've no. seen a lot of people see them do similar stuff with four wheelers come. You know, mm-hmm. they hear a four wheeler come and they just lay down, lay down in the brush and. Let them go right by. Yeah. But, yeah. Did you do any, or were you going to? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, have you moose hunted in Maine? Yeah, I did. Um, I was lucky enough to draw a bull tag in high school. No so, shit. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And so we have a lottery uh, back in Maine. Uh, it depends who you are. Sometimes it's hard to draw. Sometimes it's awful easy. <laughs> because <laughs> it took, took me only five years. Um I know people that are going on almost 20 without drawing. So it's, uh, you get points every year. It's yeah. different. You know, in some states you get to a point number and then you're pretty much going to get the mm-hmm. tag. But uh, in Maine, everyone has a chance. Um, but then every year you're you're gaining exponentially more, more points more. Yeah. every year. So, yeah. So I drew um, when I was, I think I was 15 at the time, 16. And uh, we went up northern Maine, went in the day before, found a spot where there'd been a lot of tracks, and it was as simple as driving up that little dirt road, opening morning, half hour later, you know, the moose was dead, so. No shit. Yeah. Did you just spot it, or did you call? Oh, he was standing right in the on the side of the dirt road, so. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. I was under uh, strict orders from my father, who had had a moose hunt a couple weeks earlier, and he had he hadn't shot one. So he had spent a lot of time looking for one, never found a bull. So he said, uh, you know, the first bull we see, you're shooting. Yeah. (laughs) pretty stern with that. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) There it was, standing on the side of the road. Hop out and shoot him. Okay. So I hopped out and and put him down. So. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, like a 30-inch bull. 
Right um, on. Pretty small, but hey, I was happy with them. Oh, I was hell, <laughs> right yeah. through the roof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, in so I, I know in Vermont you have to bring out you can gut them, but you have to bring out the whole animal. Yeah. They weigh them, they take teeth, they do all sort of yeah. shit with them. I mean, like manhandled for hours before you get to take the thing home. Right. Um, but just that to people that hunt in Alaska when you say. You have to bring a moose out whole, and it's—they're not as big as Alaska Yukon moose, but they're fucking big. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like a six, seven hundred pound animal with the guts out of right. it. That's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you got to get—I mean, I've seen guys with smaller ones, like kind of half on the back of a four wheeler, like strapped on the back, and they're able to mm-hmm. pull them. But most guys seem to either get equipment like tractors, skidders, that kind of shit, yeah. or horses. Right. Like Clydesdale seem to be logging horses seem to be the big, big way Worked to get good. to get moose out. Um, in Maine, do you have to? Can you cut them up, or do you have to bring them out whole? You could cut them up. You can. I would huh? say ninety nine percent don't. They try to get oh, them where really? they can get to them. Yeah, no bring shit. Bring them out whole. Huh. Um, like it. Like I said, I was under strict orders to shoot the first one. I was also under strict orders to not let it get to the tree line. Yeah, <laughs> because my father was not going to quarter it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it all worked out good. But it's a it's totally different hunting back home for moose. I mean, we have hundreds of square miles of logging uh, land. But yeah. There's never really a, a dirt road further than a mile away. Because yeah. all of this land has been logged at some point, which has made a great moose habitat. So we have a lot of moose. Um, but, you you know, you can run the roads and be successful, yeah. you know, which is a lot different than, than here. So And you probably have options when you get one down a lot of times that it's not terribly far right. from a road if, yeah. for yeah. people that want to get them out. But, yeah. yeah, it's like my grandpa had always... He would never shoot. He would never shoot a moose that he couldn't back get the truck to, which means something different than it does for like the the Tacoma drivers of today. Because <laughs> yeah. them fucking trucks, they would get those old forts anywhere. Planks and handyman jacks. I mean, they had steel bumpers all around. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, it reminds me out. I think I don't know if it was the first moose Jerry killed out at the bus. My uncle. But I remember him telling me this story, and it was like brought back up because all this, you know, footage I got. Yeah, yeah. All my grandma's old eight millimeter footage from the sixties, um, hunting out at the bus. Jerry had shot this cow, and it ran out and died in the middle of a lake. And he, and I guess he was like all stoked, but his buddy's like, "Man, what's your dad gonna say?" Oh. And then he started to be like, "Oh shit!" I guess it wasn't that big a deal. Someone had to like swim a, ro- a winch rope out there and hook onto it and drag yeah. it out, but. Yeah, he was pretty adamant. The first moose I ever killed, like, was yeah, died in about hip boot, top of hip boot water, and he sees like flailing around water flying up in the air. My uncle's like, looked at my he's like, you know what our old man would tell us right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah, that one a couple of years ago. That one. He was kind of in the water. He was in we, a shitty we spot. Pulled him out yeah. though with a four wheeler. We got him guts out of him and then got him moved a little bit enough to deal with it. The first one I shot fell kind of in the water, but I, I you just got to assume that eventually they're gonna one of them's gonna end up in the water. Shit's not Sooner perfect every time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know when you're hunting these things, 
right near rivers and right in swamps all the time. It's and like, they go to water. Eventually, <laughs> they're going to get in the water, and it's going to be a shit show. I mean, just I just kind of assume it's going to happen eventually. So Deal with it when it does. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how old are you? 24. 24. Yeah. And uh, what made you, what like spurred your decision to move up here? I was 24 yeah. when I moved up here, mm-hmm. I think. I think that's right. Yeah. Four. No, I was twenty five. Sorry. Gotcha. Yep, twenty five when I moved up here. Yeah, I mean, always dreamt of Alaska. I mean, I think that's for a lot of people that are you know yeah. down the lower forty eight, growing up hunting and fishing. Alaska is just that pinnacle of mm-hmm. hunting and fishing opportunity. So it always been in the back of my mind, but uh, up until, geez, probably two years ago, I didn't even never really thought it was a serious you know thing that was going to happen um but after college my wife and i we wanted to see somewhere new you know um we'd never lived out of out of maine before so uh started looking kind of throwing the idea of out west you know a lot of opportunity out there too but uh your hat's too bent for utah (laughs) yeah yeah not much of that so (laughs) yeah so uh that's funny yeah i said hey if you're down let's go to alaska and you know i think we'd really love it there so we did did you take any like trips up here to check it out before you moved or you just cold turkey bam no i'd never been here before how did you choose to come to fairbanks Got less people than Anchorage. Fuck so. you. Right. Yeah. 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 I like so it. Uh, mm-hmm. looking into it, it looked like, you know, we'd like it here more than Anchorage and there was still good job opportunities. So. Yeah. Yeah. What does your wife do? Uh, she's an occupational therapist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. Nice. Yeah. Um, How did you get hooked up with Reinhardt to, to guide? Yeah. So, uh. I I have a wildlife ecology degree. Uh, kind of wanted to be a fisheries biologist, you know, up through school. Got up here. Uh, I'd been looking into that type of work. Hadn't had any luck landing anything. So I got here without a job. So I was still still on the lookout. Um, saw his website online. And there's uh, things saying there, you know, always hiring. So I sent a resume, and that's all it took. So hmm. hooked up with with that, and I've loved it ever since. Yeah, it's been good. So what is it that you do? Yeah, so uh, I'm a fishing guide now, year round, which is really cool. Um, we'll open water fish when we can, and then when ice freezes up here in October or so, we end up right on the ice, ice fishing. So. And you do, and in, in the so starting the summer what do you guys do what kind of stuff do you do in the summer yeah so we do a lot of rafting trips uh, a lot of day trips on the china river uh, but we also do some fun trips down on the delta Clearwater for grayling mm-hmm. um but we also offer overnight trips and uh day trips for northern pike other things like that so it's a lot of fun do you Think- fly out in the flats for pike we don't fly out we drive out there right now yeah but we go right from minto and do some fishing out there. So nice. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, and you do that day? Yeah, day trip. Holy a, shit. I think it's a, like a 13-hour day with the with the client. Wowzer. Um, but it's good. And I mean, geez, you don't have to go far out there to get into some really good pike. So yeah. They nice. always love it. Oh, <laughs> I always I'm do, sure. too. So. Yeah. 
How yeah. it, what's the percentage of people doing that that kind of that trip? Um, geez, we had quite a few days of that. I mean, I guess we probably had at least twenty five or thirty days booked throughout the summer. Oh, right on. So you go trip. up there quite a bit then, really? Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, a couple of us take that trip, but I bet I was up there good half dozen to ten times, give or take. Right on. Yeah. That's kind of a cool little niche, you know, because there's not like, you know, it's people. That's kind of like a, a t- you know, someone that's like on a different kind of trip or something up here can be like, oh, go do this for a day rather than it seems like Absolutely. most of the trips up here is like, all right, I got to plan this two years in advance and it's got to be <clears throat> a 10, 15 day, yeah. what, you know, whatever trip, pick your poison. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of the beauty of it is people book last minute all the time and we're always ready to take them. So I had a group actually out there, uh, fishing for pike they had planned on doing a float trip up in the brooks range right around august 10th and uh the weather was so bad that uh whoever they were flying in with yeah (laughs) yeah heard from quite a few people that week about how bad the weather had been uh but yeah whoever i can't remember who they're flying with but they're basically like hey like this is what it's going to be and uh anyway they ended up you know they were fishing with me i think august 12th i'm out there on intel nice they were they were a lot of fun. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Huh. But that's quite a different trip. Going from <laughs> yeah. fucking fishing trip in the Brooks Range to yeah. going fucking Mento. Yeah, oh, I think man. they're planning on nailing some big char to, <laughs> to Northern Pike. So. Yeah, that's funny. That yeah. is funny. You were saying you work with Jacob? Yeah. He, I seen him posted a video the other day like, if I had, if I was, if I ran a motorized auger company, this would be my commercial. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, got like, the, I got that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to show, if you got it, you'll have to show Frank. I have I'd Frank when it, when we're it. done. It's like three or four people trying to run one of the hand You'd augers. Like, really? Slipping all over the ice. Oh, and God. Stuff. And it's only 12 inches thick right now. Oh, shit. I know the pain, though. You end up with a dull blade, and it's almost impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus. You ice fish all winter, every day, for the most part. Yeah. You drill a lot of holes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Every time I go ice fishing, I was like, ah, fuck, I hate drooling holes in the ice. <laughs> no. You guys got some sweet. When I went and fished with you guys, that's what we're, that's what we were talking about. That's how I met Tyson was. Yeah. Um, a friend of Carrie's asked me. She was like, we got a lot of kids, and um, we're going to take them ice fishing. Well, it was like they did different things, but one of the things they did was ice fishing. You know, they learned how to build a shelter and something else and – they were doing like drone stuff. Mm-hmm. I think one of the groups they had and an then, underwater drone. Yeah, day. and then yeah. one of the groups was fishing with Tyson and myself. And she was like, "There's just so many kids. Do you think you'd be willing to go and help?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." So I didn't go to work that day. I went and met them, and I got out there, and I was like, "Shit, I know, I know Reinhard from skiing. He's an incredible skier, like yeah. unfucking believable." And I've known him for years. So immediately I was like, oh, shit, we start bullshit. And then he's like, well, Tyson's our, our fishing guy, so go talk to him. And then, you know, so that, yeah. that was interesting. I've never, I mean, I've had people, like adults out fishing before, like an adults with their kids, but not like a fourth grade class. 
It's a you lot of tangle. And we didn't catch any fish all day, <laughs> and fourth graders get twitchy when they're not catching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it when we have kids and they catch fish. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. You know, that's uh, I get way more joy out of seeing a, a young kid pull up a fish, you know, compared to yeah. someone else. But, uh, yeah. yeah, boy, that day. Some days Slow. you just don't. I mean, it's what it is. You just don't catch fish sometimes, yeah. you know. I mean, that's it's fishing. It's yeah. not killing. Right. Just like it's hunting and not killing, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's fun. Like, we've been taking, we've gone to taking the kids a couple times, and Ellis, who's going to be two at the end of february he's finally like catching on he likes it when he and for a while i don't know what the other day we took him he was getting all sort of pissed and just flailing around mad and then finally it was because he wanted to like catch a fish so i'm like david finally got a fish and let her like reel it up and boo you like Oh yeah, ooh and on and all right. You can keep you can keep a play in fish. The kids, yeah. the little kids need a couple play in fish. Yeah, <laughs> yep. At the beginning of the day. Yep. Uh-huh. Jed's gotten really good at catching them on his own. Right on. Yeah. So that's nice. That's fun. But so what? Uh, well, drilling all those holes. Yeah. What do you guys? What do you? For what do you augers? like for an auger? Because I saw you guys had an auger, and then I yeah. was like, wow, I haven't seen one of these. Yeah. These things are badass. Yeah. So we uh, we're using Strike Masters. Um, electric augers so pretty handy to just have a light auger with a battery um, they drill really quick too small bit don't need a huge bit in there so makes it a little easier too if you're you know some days you're doing 12 or more holes and you need to have those done in 10 minutes you know mm-hmm. so uh yeah it's pretty sweet I think it had, down through. didn't it have lights on it and oh, shit yeah. it's like god fucking you like yeah. click and it's like shines a light down cuz i mean you're starting in the dark in the morning yeah, right? doing all this shit and it's like ding light on i was like whoa that thing's awesome <laughs> holy nice. shit they're pretty handy yeah um, yeah i like them i like them i love them for that purpose um i run an eskimo 10 inch you know bit for a personal auger which is you know too big for for what we do out there, it would just take too long to drill through the holes. It, it's overkill size, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, out there that that strike master, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I mean, like I sit for my kids, and I don't have to drill near as many holes. Those just like twenty volt Dewalt, like the Eskimo, like pistol bit, I mm-hmm. think is what mine is. Yeah, that thing just yep. it blasts right through there. Yeah. And it's, I wanted one small enough. That I got the six inch because I <laughs> wanted to at least like not have. Well, now they can't even go up to their crotch if they step in the hole. Right. But it was Ellis was smaller. It's like yeah, ten inch because all I got's a ten <laughs> inch. It's like <laughs> ten inch holes in the in the crowded ice hut. Yeah. Um, did you fish a lot in Maine growing up? More so than hunting, or more hunting than than fishing? I mean, you can... now before you answer this, a lot ways. On this answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I fished 24-7 growing up. Mostly yeah. because, you know, you have a lot more, bigger yeah, opportunity. Yeah, a, a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, 10 months out of the year, it's not deer season in mm-hmm. Maine. So yeah. when deer season rolled around, I wasn't fishing. And that's true. It was over. Yeah. yeah. But uh, other than that, I, I had the fishing buck. What kind of stuff? So... Where did you grow up in Maine? Did you salt fit, fish in the salt water or all nope. freshwater, river and pretty, lake and stuff? Yep, pretty much all freshwater. Um, Maine is a fucking diverse state, man. Yeah. Like, 
You get a lot of shit you can do. I mean, fuck, my dad goes up there and goes takes his boat out and they go tuna fishing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah well, well uh, whenever people find out I'm from Maine, they're like, oh, so you must have been a lobster fisherman. I was like, I was three hours away from the coast. Like, right. I was up there, you know, yeah, near my Canada. Fu- my so. fucking lobster came out of a tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I would have hated you, man. I was fishing crazy when I was little, and our fishing sucked uh, where I grew up in Colorado. Yeah. It was awful. Man, we had we had some good fishing opportunities. A Handy fucking too. brook trout fishing in Maine <sighs> is... Lights out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some, some holes you could go to. I mean, some ponds. You catch a couple hundred a day. Yeah. <laughs> like the really like good ones. <laughs> fucking... Yeah. Brook trout that are like three, four, five pounds. They can like be. beautiful yeah. fish. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple ponds I found, you know, throughout the years that were like, wow. Yeah. These are, these are top secret. They're actually, <laughs> they're the, some of the most beautiful. I mean, everybody calls them brook trout, but they're technically a char. Mm-hmm. And they are absolutely beautiful yeah. fish. They are. Yeah. 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 I mean, I kind of grew up just walking down rivers, you know. Just mm-hmm. catching trout in those different little holes. Fishing with worms. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Gold spinner and a worm can, yeah. can yeah. clear them out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That ain't no shit. Yeah. And it's like you're catching. It's fun to catch fish that are like five, six inches long. Like I did. Little did. tiny friggin' trout on these yeah. little, like, there ain't hardly any water. And you're like, oh, there's one. Flip a little worm, a little yeah. tiny dry. There fly were a hook couple. And- there were a couple spots like there was, you know, some high mountain lakes we'd go to, or little tiny streams in these canyons that are. I mean, it's like the streams like this big in a little hole. Like you drift a worm in there, and mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you would catch. You know, yeah. that was the only fish we could catch any volume of was brookies. Yeah, in those streams. They're- and they're they're willing I like biters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they're fun. aggressive. They are too. So, did you fish salt at all? Just a little bit. Um, when I, once I got into college, I moved down closer to the coast. Um, so where were you in Maine? It, so where did uh, you grow up? Sherman, Maine. Which, um, I don't even know. Up in the county, which is uh, Aroostook County, about uh, geez, hard to describe. So it's like three hours north of the coast. Uh, On the eastern side yeah. of the state? Yeah, north. So you're closer over by New Brunswick. I then. was 30 minutes from the border. Okay, right yeah. on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So uh, college, I moved down to Orono, went to school at UMaine. Uh, we had a striper run right there in the Penobscot River. So yeah. Got on the stripers. Did a little bit more uh, striper fishing on the coast, pier fishing. Mm-hmm. Went out a few times for like haddock and cod, but uh, haddock's good, man. Oh, haddock's great. <sighs> yeah. It's good eating fish. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, limited salt water. Did right a little on. bit, but. So what? It, I can't ever remember it. To tog is that what is was that? What do you call lake trout in Maine? Tog, tog, not <laughs> tog, tog, <laughs> yeah. tog. I knew it was something to, like totally different. Yeah. Um, how big do lake trout get in some of these lakes in Maine? Well, jeez, uh, the state record just got broken a couple years ago. I think it was either like thirty nine pounds or forty one pounds. It's a big one. It broke. It broke it by quite yeah. a few pounds. It had been like thirty or something for a long time. No the shit. 50s. Yeah. Huh. And someone caught this monster. Um, <clears throat> uh, I had a job where I was working with the state as a fisheries technician, and uh, we'd go gillnet uh, different legs to survey them. We'd catch them. We caught a couple. You know, twenty pounds. Big, big oh, lake trout. A big fish. Yeah. Man. yeah. Big lake trout. That's big lake trout. Nice fish. Yeah. 
How what do you, how do you find what what's the uh, mortality rate on stuff like that when you do those gillnet? I'm always like fucking gillnets mm. just seem to destroy fish. It kind of depends on how you're going about it. Um, <clears throat> for that particular one, we were doing a survey where you're killing the lake trout as it is because you're going to age them. You're going to pull the otolith bone out of their head and oh, age them. No shit. Yeah. So no matter what fish you get, they're done. Yeah. Uh, like the very biggest ones, if they're still alive, then you release them, uh-huh. you know, and you just know it was a very old fish. You get the data from it right, that like you can. But Lake trout that are 40, 50 pounds and whatever, 38, 40 inches long, they're, they're like 50, 60-year-old fish. Yeah. Yeah, depending on where they come out of, they can be. Yeah. Yeah. So uh particular one where we caught the big lake trout, you know, we were targeting to keep them. Um but, you know, I went into one pond where we were seeing if how the brook trout were doing. Mm-hmm. We set the gill net for, we paddled out with a canoe, dropped the net, paddled back across. We could see the trout. It was like an eight-foot deep pond. Mm-hmm. We could see the trout hitting the net. So when we paddled to the other end of the net, we pulled the net. So I hadn't been in for five minutes. Right. And probably like 90% were fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. If it's quick. Yeah. Because you can do it for, uh, like, uh, the project I was working on, we were collecting whitefish, lake whitefish, mm-hmm. trying to catch them run, run real um, to put, uh, oh, I can't remember what they were in particular, but anyway, we were going to track them, so we needed them alive. Uh, so we were trying to catch them run real, caught a handful run real, um, but gillnets are friggin effective nope. so, <laughs> that's no shit yeah so you set those for 15 minutes at a time pull them up quick and most of them would be fine and you know you could implant what you needed to and and, yeah. and you're putting like a tracking like yeah. a x amount of time tracking device on them right and, yeah and what time of year are you doing that kind of stuff that was in uh early october when we were catching them so that's when they're spawning they were spawning in november in November. So and you're trying so, to see where they're spawning? Yes. That was what that <clears throat> survey was for. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't get to go out and do the tracking, but uh, my boss was telling me he, that was an early year for freeze-up. <laughs> he said he was starting to have to kind of break ice to, to track the fish around the lake in early oh, November. Shit. It was already huh. freezing over back home. So, yeah. But you guys, the last steps, you guys were talking about fishing white, like catching whitefish rod and reel i've never caught a whitefish oh no that's what i said too and that's i've never have either rob has a few different times and wait i have caught one whitefish oh really that slipped through the net you were there that slipped through the hole in your fucking net yeah your big fucking fancy new net he caught it i was like holy shit that's a small that's kind of a small she fish and i was like wait that is a giant whitefish it was like this I had one of them rubber nets it was that like you just like <laughs> shake the fish and the hook gets caught in the net and then the fish is unhooked like instantly yep. and it's easy. And I'm like, oh yeah, these things are the shit. I fucking like net Tyler's first fish, shake it and the fish falls out of a hole. Yep. I ripped a hole in the fucking net and the <laughs> oh. fish falls out of the side. And then we didn't have any other nets. So we're still yeah. trying to use it and I lost that, that white fish. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I, st- I still, I've like, never caught one. But that's the only one I've ever caught. And that was a big whitefish. Mm. I caught him on a big spoon yeah. or some shit that I was trying yeah. to fish she fish with. Yeah. 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 They don't seem to bite up here. No. Because we'd see them. Yeah, no shit. All the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, constantly. Yeah. yeah. It's like they, they got to eat something. I did catch one 
uh, just randomly. I had been catching all kinds of grayling down there um, on the clear water, and all of a sudden I brought one in, and it would happen to be a whitefish, but very random, you know? Like, yeah. that was the only one all summer out of fishing. And there's a lot day. of whitefish in these oh, rivers, you, you know? You see them down on the bottom. everywhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah I... Uh, I did one trip where we we covered like ten miles that day, and we every corner we'd come to on the river, we'd look down and see them. And I had, you know, I tried everything that I had with me, and we drifted down through them. And they would see it coming, and they'd move out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to tell you guys. We're not going to catch any of those the white only, fish. <laughs> the only thing I can think of, and I've never bothered trying it. My uncle Jerry told me that he used to catch them on just like teeny tiny flies but hmm. what's horrible is when you're not catching anything and you can see hundreds of those yeah. things <laughs> yep. and you're just like what the fuck nothing we're not <laughs> yeah. getting anything and there's fish everywhere yeah. you're like give me that rifle yeah. which that was another bus story my dad's like oh yeah I remember one time there was like a you know the creek had dropped or something there was a landlocked like pool with a bunch of grayling in it so yeah we took the 300 H&H and boom <laughs> shot nice Dinner for everybody. Dinner for everybody. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they've got to eat something. Back home, they were lake whitefish, and you could yeah. catch them. Uh, people caught them really good through the ice, and uh, we'd catch them trolling in the spring. And we did manage to catch them on dry flies as well, um, out of one particular lake. But yeah, hmm. up here, I don't know what they eat. I've never had the chance to cut one open, look in their stomach. They might just be eating plankton. Yeah. It's pretty hard to mimic that, so. Yeah. He mimicked that with a gill net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does a good job. If, oh, that's not, not legal, but. Not legal. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can match the hatch <laughs> with a gill net <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, so you came up here, and... Obviously, you got to wait a year, which you just yeah. broke the broke the year. Yeah. Um, do, are you gonna do? Well, so hold on a second before I get into the 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 hunting up here and everything. Um, did you black bear hunt at all in Maine? I did. Yeah, and I just started a couple of years ago. Um, Maine's a very unique. You can still trap you bears can. black yeah. bears in maine you can which is really cool and, but they have changed it you can't i think you have to snare them now or you can't like the you used to be able to like foothold and snare and now it's either one or the other you can't do i think yeah i never did it um i'm pretty sure it's only snare now it, um, i think that's i think and, that's what it yeah, is as well one yeah of the one of the cool ways of doing that is to kind of i'm pretty sure here and just second hand as you bury a pvc pipe with yep. a snare in the bottom sprinkle your food down in you know the bait and then that bear reaches down in yeah and gets his paw stuck yeah and so it's know, not like you're snaring their head you're snaring their feet exactly and, and then you and come then you and go you, in and yeah and yep. how like how many bears are you allowed per year if you're trapping you're allowed uh one bear with uh with rifle and then one bear with snare I believe. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I never, I never snared them. Um, I think. Uh, and it used this just just changed. This is not within the last maybe five or eight years or something like that. Because you used to be able to use foothold traps for bears as well. I think. Yeah. I mean, don't quote me. Twenty year Alaska <laughs> guy, but 
I was just yeah. listening to something about this not too long ago. There's right. some other people that just moved up here to Alaska um, recently from Maine, mm-hmm. and she was a taxidermist. They were trappers, and they got pissed that they started shutting all this shit down, yeah. changing what you can and can't well, do they in tried Maine. To, they tried to pass no baiting and no hounding in Maine, which... Nine, didn't pass, though. Oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like 95% of our harvest is with bait and hounds. Yeah. And so they were arguing that, you know, they'd still be bear hunting, but you just do it spot and stock, basically. You know, no bait Which nobody's involved. fucking going to get anything. So the season stays open through November. They're not hibernated in in November you back c- home. Can you hunt in the spring? No. At all in Maine you, you for can, bears? You can on native land. Oh. Uh, which is very limited. In okay, Maine. it's all fall. That's where I grew up right. in Vermont. Yeah, but Vermont, you can still hound. There's houndsmen. You can mm. run them with with dogs. And but no bait now, right? N- well, never. I don't never. think. As far okay. as for me, but you can fucking talk to any farmer and sit on a 500 acre cornfield because right. they're like they get they in there will. and they roll the corn down yep. and they just sit in there and eat. So I mean, it's they a 500 will. acre bait pile, you know, or less or more or whatever right. that you know but those farmers hate fucking bears they're just like you know <laughs> yeah. i spend all summer growing this corn and these bears yeah. come in and like they just get in there and eat all night multiple mm-hmm. places multiple bears on their farms and so those guys are just like come in here and kill these things right that's where how we used to hunt bears when i was you know when i was younger when i was in yeah. high school and stuff we'd go and yeah i mean at least <clears throat> back home i mean we had a lot of bear like i remember growing up you know, you'd see a couple bear a year if you were really active in the outdoors, you know, going every, you know, all the time. But, uh, mm-hmm. geez, I started putting trail cameras up behind my house. We had like five bear living behind our house, but I never saw them. And yeah. as a kid, I'd walk up there almost every day. Yeah. But very, very secretive animals and nocturnal too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the bear hunting in Maine is, uh, is very good. Um, you can bait starting. Uh, around September time, uh, so we get like a month of baiting, um, and depending on the year, if you had a lot of natural food, the baiting wouldn't be the good. Um, like, the, when, but when you say natural food, you mean apple year, really good apple year, right? And yeah. berries, and yeah. usually if you had a wet year, everything grew good, you yeah. Know? But if you had a dry year, there wasn't much natural food. So then your baits would be hopping; they'd be hit all the time. Um, I think my brother's bait this year was hit. Within hours of him putting bait down, mm-hmm. and you can use cell- cellular cameras in Maine. So nice, he's getting notifications all the time, and you mm-hmm. know he's like, "Oh, look at this one! Look at that one!" You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it, ain't, it, it ain't no fucking pan fryers either. Some fryers get big back there. Damn right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shot a big one a couple of years ago. You know, three, four hundred pound bear. I mean, yeah. But we had a couple shot um, right near my hometown over 500 pounds yeah big black that's a big bear. fucking black bear <laughs> yeah. a lot of fat on him <laughs> yeah yeah you imagine good. sitting on a fucking bear bait up here a 500 pound fucking black bear comes in <laughs> shit your pants yeah he, <laughs> like where's his head yeah <clears throat> yeah no i would like the biggest the biggest one i've weighed so one when, when nick was with me that shot with a stone arrowhead he was seven like squared right at seven foot was 248 pounds yeah whole like guts in and everything mm. fuckers they're lean up here yeah, yeah. well and then i the, mean that's the, a, the one i shot two years ago was seven two and was like 235 pounds was just like lanky real yeah they just don't 
Yeah. Well, they just don't have the food. Like they don't have that source. And that's in the spring too. Right. right. Yeah. But that bear ain't going to be. He's not going to be a five hundred pound bear. Never. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can start baiting a little bit before you can hunt the bait. Yeah. So you know you can run as many baits as you want too. So oh, you no just got to be able to get the ground to do it on. Right. Um, you know, the logging companies, most of them would lease you out a spot so you could use that, that area. Um, and I started it a couple of years ago um, helping out uh, my wife's uncle who runs. He's got a lot of baits. Um, and so I, you know, I was like, hey, you know, if I help you put up tree stands and bait the baits would you let me hunt you know so for sure you know? was he guiding like yeah i had people yeah clientele did, yeah. yeah he would have let me hunt anyway but i was like no if i'm if i'm gonna hunt a bait i'm gonna help him out yeah so, uh yeah got into that with him um geez the first day i hunted bear within an hour i had one dead <laughs> nice <laughs> pretty good and then uh yeah the next year i hunted six days in a row opening week and never even saw a bear so it can be very Oh, yeah. year to year it can be very different so yeah yeah that's understandable for sure but no i uh i want to get into that up here as well it's a fun thing to do in the springtime yeah back a lot home of fun. yeah back home all you got for hunting in the springtime is turkey so uh which is a lot of fun but i want to get some bear up here so yeah yeah you ain't gonna find no turkeys around here. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, so you're, uh, and then your your moose this year. That's the first animal you've gotten up here this year. It was, yeah. So uh, I've been here a year on the fifteenth of September, and uh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was driving like crazy across the the states to get here in time because I knew a year afterwards. That, I yeah. Awesome. <laughs> You're like you have to wait for 15 days of the moose season being open, and you're like, "Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a resident." I know. I shoot one. Yeah, I had a week planned off starting the 15th, so uh, I had a friend come up from Vermont, college friend, and uh, yeah, we went after it. For uh, ended up being an eight day hunt in the end, so it was a lot of fun. Well, it seemed like you guys ran all over the place to get that bull. Huh? What'd you do? Yeah. So, uh, don't disclose any information about where you were or what, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I want to go back in there as a thing <laughs> at one, at one time during the hunt, I counted, uh, 13 different hunters from, from the glassing knob we were camped on. Yeah. Fuck so that. that was too much pressure in there, but Might as well blow it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it. I, uh, I didn't own a four wheeler this fall. So, uh, or a boat. Next year I will. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so uh, the plan, you know, leading up to the season, I was scouting every now and then uh, as much as I could, trying to find a spot I could walk in from the pickup. Yeah. So uh, found a location I thought would work. Scouted it out. Found some cows. Didn't see any bulls, which you know. Given my options, I was pretty happy to find a location with cows. Or whatever. Yeah, it's just it. Is if there's cows there, there's going to eventually be bulls there. That was our thought throughout the hunt. That sooner yeah. or later, the bulls would be there. You know, whether that be after the season, hard to say. But mm-hmm. given our options, that was our best bet. So, uh, yep, scouted out a spot <clears throat> that we could walk to from the truck. Um, got in there the fifteenth. 
hiked in uh, two miles or so instantly. <clears throat> two miles. Oh, brutal. That, Hike in for a moose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where we started from. Uh, so uh, I knew I had at least seven days off from work. So uh, instantly, within 20 minutes, here come the cows. It, a lot of moose in there. Uh, we saw cows every day. Hmm. And from where we camped, I could look. I was spotting cows two miles away, you know, with right the spot on. and scope, yeah. which were outside of our range. If there was a 70-inch bull standing up on that hillside, I couldn't have went and got him because it was four miles from the truck, <laughs> which would have turned into 20, 25 miles of walking on foot to get him out of there. Yeah. So we knew better, uh, knew we had to stay within a range. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we spent a couple of days in there. I think we got in there on, like, a Wednesday or something. So it's quiet. You know, no one really hot in midweek. Looked everywhere. We could. It was really good terrain for glassing. Um, but there was big areas where it was pretty treed in that we couldn't see. So didn't have any action calling. Didn't spot any bulls. Hiked around, really looking in all the areas. A couple of days went by, couldn't couldn't find any bulls and the weekend rolled around right about mid mid hunt well here come people on you know machines you know so from where we were there's there's four the trails everywhere from where we can see we actually walked in on one um so we could see a lot of people you know Hmm. on sunday um hadn't seen any bulls like i said at one point it was like five hunting parties, but 13 Holy different hunters. Shit. So we were kind of like, all right, let's, uh, let's head up to town and re, you know, regroup, try to bow hunt, you know, the town unit mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just give it a break in there. We knew, we knew like if a bull did travel into that valley, we weren't going to be the ones to shoot him. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so uh yeah so we we gave it some time gave it a couple of days bow hunting didn't have any any luck but we saw we saw uh moose every day which was you know it kept our spirits up throughout the hunt every day we saw moose i think it was our seventh day of hunting or whatever it was we did see a spike in town which <laughs> no shit I was, it didn't matter what what I saw, if it was a bull, it was in it, it was in danger. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just to fill the freezer. So yeah, uh, yeah so uh, that last day, um, I got an extra day off from work. Uh, thankfully, went back down to where we had started the hunt. <clears throat> I think it was a Thursday. So uh, it had snowed down there quite a few inches, two or three inches. So it's been really crappy weather the past couple of days. So I said, you know what? I bet there's no one. I bet there hasn't been anyone in there. Mm-hmm. I know the cows aren't going anywhere. There was eight within a half mile of our camp that we kept glassing. No shit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I was like, sooner or later, a bull's gonna show up. So uh, I think we started. We drove down there at like two in the morning. Hiked in there before before daylight. Um, just like every day before, here come the cows. Well, about, I think it was like 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.30. 
I look on the hillside behind us and I see a, a moose quite a ways away that's trotting. So he's not walking calmly like a cow and I get him in the binoculars. I already knew before I got him, you know, in the glass that it, that was a bull. Nice. Got him in the glass. Yep. Paddles. It's like, here we go. Finally. Yeah. You know? So we laid down from where we were, got the rangefinder out. It was like 550 yards, which I was like, that's too far. You know, I can't shoot. Tried cow calling him. Thought for sure having him that close, a good cow call would bring him a little closer. Closer, But, uh, no, he kept going. He was headed down the hillside. Um, he actually missed the bed of a cow by like 50 yards. If he would have cut her track, he would have... We had a cow that morning walk right out in front of us down the hill, 150, 200 yards away. So I'm sure if he would have cut her track and smelled her, he would have, you know. Come right out. Come right, right out. You yeah. know, just as planned as we had planned it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but he didn't. He just stayed upwind of that bed and that track and didn't didn't pay attention to me, cow calling us loud as i could maybe i can only cow main moose i don't know <laughs> they might sound different <laughs> but uh they don't <laughs> but uh yeah once he was out of sight we packed up as quick as we could and got over there where he had disappeared because we had snow so yeah i was like you know we can track him so uh what we did was we ran over as quick as we could got on his track and uh it's pretty easy to see where he had went yeah it's like two two feet wide track i'm used to just a single track of a white tail in the thick woods everything's about three feet high of the brush and they just knock the snow off everything 200 yards in front of us we could see where he could walk yeah so uh yeah got on the track um he went down into the bottom of the drainage into the spruce trees so we kind of thought, you know, he's probably not headed down the drainage. He would have done that before. Um, and then straight across was a steep hillside. I had, I had been there in August when I was scouting. So I didn't think he'd travel up through there. Um, so we thought he was headed up the drainage, up the creek. So we headed up the hill from where we came. You could see a couple miles up the drainage. And we weren't up there a minute, you know, looking, and we saw him pop out, and he met right up with the cow. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, once I thought, you know, hey, now he's with the cow, they're going to settle down. This is going to go from a mad dash into a spot and stock, sneak in and get them while they're, you know, while they're together. But we still hurried up there, up the drainage. That was like a mile, or, well, half a mile away um, up the valley. Got up there, saw where they had met each other, and then that track continued up the drainage. Um, so we followed... Bo- both of their tracks. Both of their tracks. Yeah. So yeah, the bull was right with her then. Um, so I kind of figured, well, you know, they can be anywhere here, you know, with each other. They don't mm-hmm. know we're after them. Right. We had good... It was very... It wasn't windy that morning, which was pretty uncommon for that spot we had dealt with heavy wind earlier um but it was a calm day had good wind so uh i was like they can be anywhere we gotta go slow 
well, we went a couple hundred yards, and it was like, shit, these these moose aren't stopping. You know, they're they're covering ground this morning. Mm-hmm. So we started at the jogging pace again Ugh. through the alder thickets. Jesus. You know, getting tired going. just hearing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, ended up being a mile and a half on his track, and I busted out of this alder patch. And on the other side of the drainage on the hillside, I saw them. So I laid down, got the gun on the pack, put him in the rangefinder. He was, I think, like 420. So I was like, shit, that's still a freaking long shot. But Big body, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I, you know, I was confident enough. I had a really good rest. I'm like, it's now or never. Yeah. We can't keep up with them. We were, oh. we were pretty tired as it was. Yeah. One so, stride uh, of a moose yeah. is like seven fucking bases Damn right. for a guy. Yep. So, uh, especially for me, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they were headed up the hill and they were going to crest it and be gone. And so, uh, I waited for him to kind of get in the clear. And, uh, second, he kind of gave me a shot where he was free of the brush up there. I, I had my, you know, eye right on him through the scope and, uh, let a loud cow moan. It was enough to stop him. Well, right on. So, uh, took the shot and I was laying down, facing downhill, and, uh, he was further up the opposite hillside. So it was wicked. It was an Weird. awkward angle. Oh, super awkward angle. Yeah. Holy so, shit. <laughs> before I pulled the trigger, I figured I was going to scope myself. <laughs> Because it was so awkward. So I uh, pulled the trigger. Yeah, scoped myself, you know, right above the eyebrow. Blood going everywhere on me. First thing I got down on the scope again, I saw his legs sticking right up in the oh, air. Oh, sacked him. Nice. Yeah, and I heard the, you know, I heard the smack. Yeah. So uh, my buddy Jacob was behind me looking. He says, you just fucking smoked him. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, What'd you shoot? What what rifle are you shooting? Uh, 30-06 oh. Bergera. There it is right there. Yeah. Moneymaker. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, my wife's gun. I bought it I bought it for her to use, uh, and then mm. that was the only rifle we brought up. Borrowed well, it. we... Yeah, well, I might have Borrowed. it as my own now. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Shoots good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's <laughs> I'd like to get I, I really like that gun it's a Bergera I think B14 or something but I'm used to using the Remington pump 270 yeah. that's what I use back home yep which I've told some people I use a pump 270 and they're like what are you talking about mm. you know but you don't hear about that shit but guns. a lot of fucking guys in New England yeah. run them pump yeah Pump thirty out six, pump two seventy. You know, it would work fine up here for a lot of, a yeah. lot of the time. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It just happened to have that gun up here. So, but yeah, that's that's what I shot it with. Um, did the did what it was supposed to do. So, one shot. One done. shot. Done. Right on. He uh, didn't even take a step. So I was pretty happy with that. Heck yeah. I was a little nervous about the shot because of how far it was, but. Had you shot that far with that rifle before? Not with that particular rifle. How I, far had you shot with it? I just sighted in for 100 yards. So I was dead <laughs> on at 100. <laughs> I knew. Right I knew about there. There. <laughs> I knew how much it was supposed to drop. Um, but uh, I yeah. shot other rifles much further than that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I said I got to do it. Yeah, I, the old thirty out six is a good one. Well, that's boy, what it is. Tra- my uncle Tracy's stepdaughter Drew. He took her down to Kodiak on the road system, and I handloaded. Mm-hmm. Hand, and me hand, I handloaded some two hundred twelve green Hornady ELDXs, and that worked up a load for it, and took it down there. And she killed a nine and a half foot brown bear. Mm-hmm. Just boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. <laughs> Which actually ought to have her have her and Tracy on. I'm sure she'd get mm-hmm. a kick out of telling the story. She, she said should, she for sure. You know, she's like sixteen. Yeah. He said she handled her says pretty close to seventy like seventy five yards and she shot him offhand boom 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 <laughs> like three shots three shots yeah awesome. that's awesome that's pretty awesome yeah like twenty seven and a quarter inch skull or something like that it was a big bear good deal um yeah so you guys had quite a quite a pack out too after that yeah um, yeah well so, then the reality sets in <laughs> yeah. what did we do You're like oh legs pointing in the air. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we uh, hiked up that hillside, got to him, and uh, started looking. I knew where we were. I had scouted. So funny from that spot where he died. I was sitting there in the middle of August, glassing a cow. So I had a mm-hmm. picture of my uh, of my spot and scope set up or my binoculars, you know, in that spot in August. Nice. And then that trophy picture, you know, where I got yeah. that bull was the same. Same exact picture. That's awesome. (laughs) Unreal. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But uh, I knew, I knew I was like, uh, it ended up being a a mile and a quarter to the truck, where I could get the truck. The the truck was parked a couple miles further down that. I wouldn't call it a road. It was a four wheeler trail. (laughs) But you could get your truck. I could get my truck further up, and I got it as far as I could, and it was a mile and a quarter to the where i gotten it so i mean that's a ways but that's not it was manageable yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah we were. especially if you got decent ground to walk on and there's a couple couple you know, of couple you guys yeah couple of you doing Just, it yeah it was me and my friend so uh yeah we did it in uh four trips each so wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as far as it could have been because you know earlier in the hunt we were planning on maybe shooting one behind our tent two miles from the truck so yeah <laughs> Which would, mm-hmm. I, i've heard plenty of times that uh you never shoot a bull further than a mile from where you can get a machine yeah and uh more fucking, it, until gonna, you do it once <laughs> and uh than 10 yards yeah. that might be true you'd be up here a couple more years and you'll yeah. be like i'm fucking not doing shit no it's like pull right up to it <laughs> <laughs> or flopping into the boat yeah don't you shoot that fucking moose right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to come. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah. That's me telling you. Yeah. <laughs> you dare fucking shoot that thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. It was. Uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> we, were, we were gung-ho enough to have gone after a bull that was way too far away. So I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Yeah. But, jeez. How big was he? He was seemed full size to me packing him out. <laughs> yeah. He had good paddles on him, had good three brow tines on each uh side, uh forty two inches wide. Nice. All his palm you know, up along his palm, every point was nubbed right down. Like they weren't really broken. One side was broken off, but yeah. they just uh were just nubs. Mm-hmm. It's so, like that fucking moose. They, it's like they never yeah. get anything. Yeah. They're just kind of like... Just like him. Yeah. They're just kind of worn. 
They just never form, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd how some of the moose are like that. Like, they just mm-hmm. don't get specific tines. They're just kind of worn off. Some of them don't have shit. They're just like, yeah. right? nothing at all there it's kinda on the tops. That was. Yeah. There wasn't a point past, uh, you know, he had bra- his brows and then, like, a couple more. But then after that, there wasn't another point. It's just little nubs. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy with him. Like I said, I didn't care if it was a spike. <laughs> he was going home. Freezer's <laughs> yeah. looking nice. Yep. Right to the brim. Yeah. So that's a good feeling. I was tired of eating bulk chicken from Costco. <laughs> no shit yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's no joke. No joke. Yeah, that's awesome, man. What do you uh you got you gonna work bear baiting next spring and just kinda doing the whole whole gamut? Yeah. Um Jeez, I was hooked before I got here, and now I am can't stop thinking about it. So I uh, don't have any solid plans for, for baiting. Other than that, I definitely want to. So I'll figure out something, I'm sure, here and make that happen this spring. Um, yep. And then uh, after that, sheep has got to happen. So... <laughs> You guys are guilty of putting one more hunter on the mountain, so. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, my brother. He's uh, he's ready to come up in August. To oh, go I bet with he's me. Ha- yeah. He's the, yeah, he's there for it, so. Uh, I bet he is. <laughs> I uh, scouted out a spot in July. Um, not going to go to that particular spot, but that area in general. I want to scout again and uh, yeah, give a go at it. So right on. Yeah, that'll be good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm jealous. No moose. This year's been kind of a kick, and that this fall's been kind. Of, I don't know. It's all relative, right? <laughs> like, oh. I have plenty of awesome opportunities, but I'm like. Oh, this year feels like kicking the dick. Well, I got I got one nice, real nice black bear with my bow, and then had to shoot. Well, the grizzly I didn't technically have to shoot. That would be a stretch, <laughs> claiming that. But um, yeah, what? And then yeah, I got a, got a caribou with my kid. That was that was nice. And this will be a good looking at it posi- in a positive way. This will be a good way to like clean out the older stuff out of the freezer. There you go. This winter. Yep. Cause we'll still have enough to yep. get through. I did get to get my, my first white tail with a bow mm. in yep. Kentucky at the beginning of the month. It was hot as balls down there. I think everyone, you know, everywhere was experiencing that with white tail this fall. It seemed, I mean, for the first half of the, of November and Maine, Shit, it was still 50s, 60s. Yeah, it was know? like 70 and 80. Yeah. It was hot. When I was out there. You know, and I was seeing does. I ended up killing killing that one doe. Um, but, yeah, I didn't see. One night, one evening, I had a little skippy, skippy Michigan 11-pointer. Yeah. Come, like, milling around 15 yards away. And I was just like, you are so, <laughs> that is such a tiny animal. I was like, I can't. And they're, they're a lot smaller body-wise down there. I was like, I just can't do it. You you just shoot good more. thing he doesn't live in northern Maine. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> He'd <laughs> never see year two. <laughs> yeah. You just fucking start shooting shit. You're like, well, I can shoot a bunch. Yeah. But, if I don't uh, start shooting now, you can't get a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the truth, man. That's the truth. But, uh, 
yeah, so I'm I'm going to go back down there middle of December during mm-hmm. the doing the during the muzzle blaster season. Oh there man, there you go. We were out at the range the other day. I got think I got the old the conicals because my my muzzle loader that I put together is the barrels twisted for patch round balls, which you know fuck yeah. some bears days up. But I was like, ah, I kind of want to shoot these bullets that Frank shoots. They're these mm. Great Plains conical. 385 green hollow mm-hmm. lead hollow points. That'll lay them down. Oh, <laughs> Fucks fuck bears up and deer. Yep. Like, nobody's business. Well, what you tell me? You're like, I don't think we shot a deer with those that made it farther than five steps. Or yeah, like, like my dad shoots them, my brother shoots them, I shoot them, and I, there's never been any deer that like go anywhere. They're just like, yeah. I had a deer one time did like a front flip and landed I just had to walk up and stick a knife in it and slit it open. <laughs> it literally went over its head and landed, and its legs ended up, opened up, and it was on its back. <laughs> its antlers were stuck in the ground, holding its head straight up, like like looking right at the sky. And I was like, whoa. You know, you shoot, and you can't see shit because there's smoke, and the smoke clears, and I'm like, fucker, he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Wow. Well, that video, you, him shooting that, that black bear, man, I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, like, flips around, and it's like you took, had a five-gallon bucket full of blood. Just, like, throw, <laughs> throw it. Throw yeah. it. <laughs> That's no shit. A fifty caliber hole is fucking yeah. Well, and they're bigger than that with like, those lead because it expands, oh, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, and that, ain't, that bullet ain't stopping. No. So... Yeah, Long story short, got those shooting pretty good. So yeah, you did. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that's what I'm going to take. Rifle will be open in Tennessee, right across the border. So if I, you know, there's potentially could get to go hunt down there mm. too. So we'll see. Be a good time but, anyway, though. Yeah, it'll be fun. I that's got to sure. kill something with a compound. Sorry, it was interesting. It was fun. Like it was wheelie bow. The wheelie bow. It. Uh, yeah, it was, I don't know, it's just, just different. I like shooting my recurve better still, but it was, it was interesting to like mess around and see like, yeah, what I could, I'm sure it's different everywhere. Like what you can get away with as far as movement and, mm-hmm. you know, but basically by the, I'm like, by the time I get this thing, if I get to full draw, you're fucked. Like you're dead. <laughs> there's no, like, there's no two cents about it. Although that doe did almost, they're fast. She did almost duck my arrow. Damn right they are. Mm-hmm. I think it was right right about 20 yards, and I got a Luminoc, and it's like right at last light shot, and then all I see is just green, and then the deer flops on the ground, you know, spined her, so throw another arrow on, and she had flopped over to where her brisket was facing me, so I just shot her right up through the brisket, and it was like a Christmas tree out there. Fucking lit right up. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it was fun, so... I fucking remember that. I guided some guy. We shot that bear. He shot that bear with his bow so many fucking times. And he walks up. He looks at me. He's like, looks like a pin cushion. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man. Look at all the arrows sticking out of that bear. Okay. <clears throat> yep, he got it. <laughs> oh, First shot right in the ass. Ooh, and the bear would have died. Oh. It would have died from the shot. Within, yeah. You know? I mean... No doubt one arrow is all that needed to happen. But, of course, when you're guiding somebody and it's a brown bear, you're just like, shoot it again. And you can it's not shoot running again. off. Or, like, it's, or it's keep, your animal and you can shoot it again. Keep shooting. Yeah. Like, don't 
stop shooting arrows at that thing until it's not moving. Yeah. He just kept sticking them into him. <laughs> wow. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. How many in the end? Do you uh, remember how many? It was like many? six arrows sticking out of the <laughs> fucking thing. And they weren't going through it because at the first one hit bone and it stopped. So it ran off. This arrow's like, there's just blood everywhere. And he hit that artery in the ass yeah. and it was just, I mean, the thing would have died. But, of course, we run after it, and I'm like, shoot it again. It's still moving through the woods. He hits it again, and it goes all the way up through and sticks on the inside of the front shoulder. And I'm like, well, that's through everything. That's another good shot. And that that arrow is sticking out of it because it stopped. Yep. But then it fell down. It's like squirming around. So I'm just like, just keep knocking arrows and just keep shooting. And we run right up to it, and it's like squirming around, and you just keep shooting it and shooting it and shooting it. So... Yep. And they were on all because the bears <laughs> moving around, so the arrows are on fucking uh, like everywhere. <clears throat> I was like, yep. Did he run out or did you have to have to stop him? <laughs> no, that no, yeah. I mean he didn't run out and he finally was just like, We good? And I was like, I think we're probably pretty good. <laughs> I was like, it's not wow. going anywhere anymore. And yeah, yeah, that was the end of it. But well the first moose I killed with a bow was kind of a shit show like that. I was by myself running my boat up to where I was going to camp and spend a couple of days hunting. I come around the bend and this like 45 inch poles just standing right in the edge of the river. And literally like gap got, I was 50 yards from him by the time I got my boat, like holding in the current and had to like pull to the opposite side. I had chest waders on. It wasn't that deep, but had to like ditch my boat, grab my bow. He's just standing there looking at me. It was like right at the end of September. Oh Yeah. Start walking across the river towards him and got to like 45 yards and he turned his head. I'm like, God, ah, now he's going to move. So I was like, ah, what? It's like, I think for whatever reason, what I remember about us, it, oh, it's my broadhead. Seems like I was shooting a little, like if I hold right for his hump, it'll hit him right in the lungs. Shot him right in the hump the first shot. Oh, right on. <laughs> right where I'm, mm-hmm. And he jumped up out of the water and stopped. It's like, all right, I know where I'm hitting now. And shot him in the, hit him in the lungs the second shot. And he starts spinning around, so I just ran close, cl- closer to him, put another arrow on, shot him again in the lungs, so that was three. Mm-hmm. I ended up shooting five. I, all I brought with me was five arrows, and I shot him five times, and then he ran about 40 yards like up the bank and stopped and standing there, and I'm like trying to pick, <laughs> like looking for arrows that fell back out of him, and no right. luck, just broke off and stuff, and so I had to just go back to the boat and watch him, and... That was the one like animal I've shot with a bow that just took forever to die. I mean, mm-hmm. he had like he had three solidly through both lungs, and he just stood there and stood Still there and stood going. there, yeah, coughing and coughing. And I'm like, well, he's done. There, you know, you can't like go shoot him with right. a handgun or anything like that. And it's archery only, right? You know, you have to let yeah. it do. So you know, live and learn. At least I, I bring more to... arrows now. But... Yeah, or at least. You... It's like when you're trying to run in and get an arrow back, yeah. <laughs> and it's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, this is not a good situation. No. <laughs> and uh, he tried to, he like went and tried to jump in the river uh, and just died, like died, slumped down with his nose underwater off a cut bank. That's, Luckily, it was, like it wasn't that deep. It was like waist deep, so I had to do most of the cutting, like standing in the water, get enough cut off of him that I could pull him back up out of it. Mm-hmm. No come along, like a retard. Well. If I can say that. You can. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> we always have a come along with us now. 
rope, oh, yeah. rope all along, the time. Anyway. There's always, always. Well, and I all. I mean, I'm rope along is the more proper route. Well, I'm cheap, I mean, so I have a come along in the boat, but something, some kind of like mechanical. Well, the th- cool thing about the rope alongs is how much rope you have. Exactly. You can rope, yeah. You can. You don't have to do it six feet at a time. Two hundred feet away, and mm-hmm. just like start cranking on it and get it coming to you. You know, um, it's ironic that I've used come alongs so many times. Them, them, the cable. You know, like quarter inch cable. $25 come-alongs that sometimes they break, sometimes they work. Your fingers are always getting frayed fucking shit in them. Yeah. Um, and I finally was like, I'm just getting a rope along, and that way I'm not, you know, I can do any length I want. I think I have like 150-foot a line, and you, I got the line that's like doesn't stretch at all. It's mm-hmm. expensive, but it's all set up. Get myself set up to... Rope along shit from anywhere, and I haven't had to fuck. The tape that I bought, the line, is still on it. I've never once had to use it, and I'm fucking knock on wood. But That's, that's how it always works, though. <laughs> right. Get yourself perfectly set up, because you've been in shitty situations yep. before, and you're like, I'm done fucking around, and then, guess what? You don't need it. Sooner but or later, it If will I come forget in. that fucking thing... <laughs> well, that's when you'll need it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, sooner or later, it's going to mm-hmm. really pay off. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it will, too. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed with the shit we're doing. It will pay off, and we'll use that thing one of these days. But... Yeah, like the thousand feet of mule tape or what 500 feet of mule tape right well you can hook that to the rope too yep. just tie yep. tie the rope and that together and get just this stuff you can wherever yeah i had to go out and take a piss so from what i'm saying is like totally repetitive no it's not at all weird that's what we we're talking about was that rope along um that i have used come alongs yeah 150 times and i just got sick of the fucking six feet at a time and shit and i finally went yeah. and got a rope along and Little wreck your rope. I've like, never had to you fucking. End up tying I've, knots, never, I've never taken the tape your, off yeah. of it. And I've never used it yeah. because I've, you know, I yep. said knock on wood. Like, and it uh, will get. <laughs> I will. It will get used. Yeah. No, that stuff. Like, there's all in. You know, it's not that you. It's stuff you have to learn because every you know you do stuff. I'm sure in in Maine that's the same way but you know just like anywhere you end up carrying certain things that are just always you always have with you Mm -hmm. that you may very very rarely use but man it's handy when when it comes gotta have it you know like for my i i intend to buy an extra like drive shaft with a bearing already pressed on it (laughs) for my outboard right (laughs) because i have lost a bearing and if you have an extra drive shaft with a bearing, it turns it into, you know, if you got a place to pull aside and fix it, it turns it into like an hour ordeal instead of <laughs> hours breaker. or days, you know, mm-hmm. waiting for someone to come tow you and ruin yeah. your trip. Yeah. But, I mean, I know <laughs> I know guys who told me they started carrying one and then, you know, lost their bearing again on a different trip where they didn't have, uh. they had left it somewhere, you know, yep. or something like that. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's kind of well. It's not fun learning the hard way, but you de- you definitely don't forget some of those some of those some things. Of, that's yeah. Th- some of those are the best les- lessons learned. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you gotta you gotta work through those. Yep. No, it'll be uh, yeah. Um, it's pretty. It's cool that you cool to hear you 
moved up here, we can always use. There's there's room for cool people. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) There's plenty of that aren't that you know that aren't cool, but it's kind of it still is a pretty wild like wild place and in a lot of ways and like there's room for people to come you know live their dreams. That's what it's all about. Yeah, the opportunity is definitely still here if you're willing to willing to get after it. Yeah. uh, and that's and that's the biggest thing too, you know. Yeah, like you know, put putting the effort is a big deal, and people that are willing to work hard, like eventually, yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna get, it's gonna pay off. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I probably better not have another beer. <laughs> Worst advice ever, but uh, probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. Um. We're going on oh, a, yeah. like a cycle here. <laughs> yeah. They're like, catching damn. up, All right? But what is this uh, thing I going on for an hour and twenty five minutes. Yeah, shit, we got another twenty minutes in us. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, so I, uh, I sent you the picture. I got involved in a high speed chase or medium speed chase <laughs> the oh, other yeah. day on Thanksgiving. Oh really? Yeah, on, they're on Thanksgiving Day. On Thanksgiving Day, yeah. Somebody stole a turkey. So no, maybe there was a turkey in there too. I don't know, but there. Uh, um, we were leave, we left the house. We were driving to the in my wife's brother's place, and we were coming down. We just we were like coming by the Anne's greenhouse, mm-hmm. and there's a university cop like. They're the rigs on the left side of the road, and this gal's like off the right side of the road down in the ditch. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Because you're like, we're back away from the university a little ways. Drive by, I look, I was like, fuck, it looks like she's got spike strips there. She's like trying to set up. I'm like, huh. So we're going down, like really? go, going right into Dead Man's was it Curve. A there. Trooper? It was no, it was a university cop. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she's like, this looks like she's like fumbling, like trying to set up spike strips or some shit. Like, huh, that's weird. Go a little like cross the tracks, like go right into Dead Man's Curve, and I look in the rearview mirror, and there there they fucking are. <laughs> There's a fucking car with like three troopers flashing behind it, coming like around the bend behind me. I'm like, oh shit, this isn't a, I'm not in a good spot. Like, don't throw the spike strips out <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd gone by her, so she like didn't get him. Uh, you know, I didn't I yeah, like, I didn't know what they deal with if they can just like shoot him across the road or what. But uh <laughs> Maybe somewhere <laughs> I don't else, but probably Maybe, not in Alaska. Probably not in Fairbanks. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm like, all right, I'm going into the, you know, that big yeah, oh, curve is a yeah. fucking bitch. Yeah. And it's slick out. Well, I'm like, I'm like, down. and I can't get off the road. So I'm like, all right, I got to get around out of this curve and did and pull, you know, pull over just in time. Then the car goes flying by and all the troopers go flying by. So they didn't get the spike strip out fast no, enough? No, they didn't get the spike oh, strips out fast enough. And I'm sitting there. I was like, "I'll give this a second to settle down before we continue on our way." You think they'd just be like, "Pow!" <laughs> well, yeah, I told Jed. I was by. like, "I, I told Jed. I was like, I was like, see, Jed, that's what." And I, of course, didn't have it. I was like, "See, that's why I was carrying my AR, you know, right a rifle in my truck. I could <laughs> yeah. jump out and shoot their tires out. <laughs> you know? Forget those spike strips. <laughs> <laughs> shoot a tire." And uh, so we get back on the road, and apparently, like they. And we're kind of following, like, it's a medium-speed chase. Like, I don't know what the fuck. The roads are icy. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's chasing at, like, 35 miles an hour. We come around. (laughs) Like, we go down through the straightaway, and it starts to turn back to the right there. Like, we see a trooper 
or a couple troopers turn up that Miller Hill Road. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, they must have ditched. They must have ditched. And we come around the corner and sure shit, the car's like off on the left side and there's three troopers, oh, you man. know, walking around with rifles. And they they took to the woods. Apparently, like reading the report, they'd like pitted them right there. Pitted them? Pit maneuver where they like hit them in the oh, rear quarter gotcha. panel. And, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it said that they were like starting to like go into oncoming <laughs> lane. NASCAR yeah. pass. NASCAR pass, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Shh. Yeah. But uh, do you know what it was? Like what the deal was? They'd stole that car, and that was and it. a trooper had seen like had like seen this car because a report had just come in or something, and uh-huh. they'd seen the car. Unfucking! And they're like playing bad boys, running through the snow. I'm like what's the point? Like if yeah. you're gonna run, where are you going? <laughs> like, you're not gonna get away from the cops in Fairbanks, well, especially outside the, of Fairbanks well, with, with snow, snow on, on the, the ground. ground. <laughs> you're not fucking going anywhere. You're just gonna end up cold. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, that was some excitement. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Faith's like, I'm never going to make fun of you for carrying a gun all the time anymore. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean. I don't know. Too. I probably it's should. It's so fucked up, too, because most of this shit is all just like, it's not like, it, I guarantee that it wasn't like a 50-year-old man. You no. know, it's like some fucking kids. Yep. They're drug addicts or their yeah. own money to some you know like some bullshit thing and it's just like it's fucking sad yeah <clears throat> i just spent yeah. the weekend in wasilla <laughs> that's now that's a sad story <laughs> <laughs> sorry for anybody who listens from wasilla but you probably know it's what we're just, talking about i don't know it's just so different fairbanks is a really cool town it's very yeah. like and it takes i don't go i don't go away much <laughs> but when I do, I'm like, man, I like it here. It's yeah, me fuck, too. People are fucking nice, you know? Yeah. Like, you go in places and people bullshit with you, even if you don't know them. And, like, just in general, people are nice. You know, I go down there and I'm like, fuck, I go to a couple different stores and people are just fucking grumpy. And it's like, god damn, like, this would suck to have to deal with this kind of shit all the time, you know? I like Fairbanks. Good good people, good place. Definitely has a small town feel to it. it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. It's different than a lot of other places places in Alaska for sure. Um, and it takes leaving for a hot minute to see that every once in a while. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to think of what else got into you. The medium speed chase was a pretty, was a highlight for sure. Oh well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's like, yeah, honey, if we hadn't had all the kids in the truck, I could have could have blocked the road and <laughs> yeah, right, just like totally block it. <laughs> Got off. myself thrown in jail for impeding <laughs> right. a chase. If they hit the truck, we get insurance. We get a job. new truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like not only do we have coverage, but I saved people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh man, did my luck they'd be like, "Oh, we're actually going to have your truck repaired at Seekins." <laughs> oh man. Mm. <laughs> Which we've already got a truck that's been there for a broken leaf spring for 3 weeks after waiting 3 months for an appointment, so I'm fucking done with that. Seekins Seekins will probably never sponsor this podcast. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> sorry, sorry Ralph, but shit has gone downhill in the past few years <laughs> bad. Uh, um, you have to buy trucks there. We did buy this truck there. Oh. Well, I oh, mean, it wasn't okay. bought new there, but we bought it there. Yeah. 
just the way I mean I get some of the some of the deals some of the, some of the service idios, problems idiosyncrasies of fucking of <clears throat> the yeah. past couple of years but mm-hmm. I'm over it but uh, yeah. yeah so muzzle blaster time a little bit of sled riding time ice fishing no it's a little bit of sled riding for the next six and a half months yeah <laughs> shit <laughs> um when fishing all winter ice fishing do you guys only fish one spot or do you fish many spots so uh we have one main location you yeah know, that we'll we'll spend most of our time at mm-hmm. um, i think this this year later in the year we'll start running people to different locations uh different locations different lakes different locations um, different we do do another pond yeah um, that's different than our main location mm-hmm. um but out on the lake where we normally fish, I mean, normally the fishing's really good right where we're set up, and it's where the people meet us, so it's super convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but if it gets low, I think this year we plan on moving all around the lake. Um, last year, you know, there was so much snow and slush. Pain in the ass. It was kind of like for months you weren't you weren't really able to have that option. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But it is a lot of uh, the same spot, which I'm not really used to. Uh, back home in Maine, you know, you had hundreds of lakes that were oh, and you're all over the place. Yeah. yeah, and you had uh, you know a dozen different types of fish that you were going after, and you you targeted them very mm-hmm. specifically, very mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. So it was always, you know, you, you could always make it new. You got a you bucket know? full of fucking shiners you're toting around with you too, and you yeah. ain't playing that shit up oh, here. Yeah, no, I know it. It's lame. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, even fishing with worms is illegal if they're alive. <laughs> when I moved up here, I was just like, fucking, you can't use live bait to fish? It's different, isn't it? Fuck. So, back <clears throat> in Vermont, did you do a lot of ice fishing? Fucking, you yeah. tons of it, yeah. Could you, how many lines could you run on the lakes that oh, you I went to? I don't remember. I've, I, <laughs> he's, oh, yeah. like, what, he's like, was there a limit? Yeah. <laughs> I was well, ice fishing in Vermont before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. even remember uh, a lot, like, yeah, serious shit, well, like, uh, yeah. So uh, the friend that came up uh, moose hunting with me, uh, he lives on Lake Champlain, mm-hmm. so we go out there fishing, and uh, you can run fifteen lines per person, per person. Yeah. So you know, by the time you'd put thirty lines out, you'd caught a half. You've already you know, had a dozen pike multiple or fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man, you can cover some ground. Yeah, we specific we. We never fished for pike when I was getting every once in a while uh, in the summer we'd go and and fish for pike, but we fish for trout yep. a lot, rainbow, gotcha. lake trout, mm-hmm. um, brook trout. When we were ice fishing, yeah. when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, then and, and I mean, shit, that was fucking literally a long time yeah. ago. I don't even I don't even remember all the details at this point, but. We had an ice shanty. We'd put it out there every winter, and it was a cool, cool rig we had. Um, little wood stove in it, and mm-hmm. shit. Me and my dad, really and nice. my brother, and my mom would be out there, and we'd have fucking lines, lines of traps set up, fucking headed everywhere, and flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just having a good time. Oh, till the ha- flag pops up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my dad had it set up with reflective tape. It's when you hook the flag down and you shine a light out from the ice shanty you had one glow 
But if you had a flag, you had a double glow. All right. Yeah. yeah that's a good so, way to do it. Yeah. Hmm. So you could know instantly if you had had something going on. But yeah, it's just. I mean, it was w- very much more productive using live bait. But it's also I couldn't even imagine using fucking live bait up here. I mean, I can imagine it, but. What a fucking pain in the ass to keep your like got an aerator in a bucket and keeping shit from freezing when it's thirty it fucking quick, twenty yeah. thirty below zero, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dealing with all that shit would be a pain in the yeah. ass. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. As it is back home, you know it's when a, it's really cold, you gotta really keep an eye on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially shiners do really well in a bucket. Yeah. Even without an aerator, but mm-hmm. if you're using rainbow smelt. Geez, half of those would die on the way to the lake. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's a different different way of going about it up here, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go out and do any ice fishing for yourself, or are you just all set with it once you're done fucking <sighs> yeah. dealing with yeah. working yeah, all the yeah. time ice fishing? I mean, I've done I've done a little bit mm-hmm. um, here and there, so trying to catch some burbot, because I right always on. enjoyed that back home. Yeah. So in the process of trying to find some good little good little spots to just go have fun with them mm-hmm. um yeah but uh hopefully later in the winter i want to go a little bit more right uh, on i'm gonna get a snowmobile so so that will open up a lot of opportunity up he's here, definitely from maine yeah snowmobile yeah snowmobile. Well, we'd, call him, we'd call him a sled <laughs> that's acceptable there. yeah, yeah. Sled? All right. that's acceptable yeah. i call him sled all right <laughs> i have a sled and i tow a toboggan Sn- Sled, yeah. machine, snow machine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that will. Those are, those are all, those will get you under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say snowmobile, it's like, whoot, whoot, whoot. Yeah, yeah. We're not telling this fucker anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to tell you about a nice lake trout fishing spot, but, oh, shit, you're going on a snowmobile? Oh, shit, you might get shot. <laughs> Yeah, that that'll open up a lot of ground. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. back in the northeast, most of the lakes you could drive your vehicle to, and then walk, and then and then or, walk out if that was the only option. You right, had. or drive out once yeah. it's cold enough. Right, yeah. if it was plowed. Yeah, and uh, yeah. just not not the same up here, of course. So yeah, not everywhere. Yeah, what I want to be going trying to trying to target because for work I I get enough of those fish. So yeah, on my own time. right. Yeah, you want to catch something else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's some good pike spots once it's end of February, March. Yeah, that's that are a the, lot of fun. That's on the docket for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need to try that spot out by the cabin. Yeah, for sure. A lot of at some I mean, point I want to get like I don't know there's a, and there's a lot of options for stuff like that like there's a couple kind of remote lakes that'll be fun for rainbows that I've fished in the past um that secret pond mm-hmm. was pretty good when we fished it that'd be fun to go try again sometime yeah we're not telling you where that is <laughs> you can forget it yeah <laughs> right <laughs> They probably fish there. Every they probably day. do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, it is. We're definitely coming into the season. And we finally, it seems like, have. No, I've been. I haven't run my sled anywhere. 
I aside from like either. a little tiny bit around the yard, just like moving it from here to there or whatever. And we finally, I think, have enough snow to not get not off the trail, but and not go ape shit because you hit a fucking stump and bust everything. But we got enough snow now to like actually do something, you know, do yeah. something with a sled. And well, we got trails all around the woods at our place now. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Jed hit, he wasn't paying attention and caught a ski and popped a tie rod in off that thing. You look like he shot his best friend. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Was it easy fix? I mean, it was, but I didn't let yeah. him know. I didn't let him, I didn't know 100% that it would be in, but I didn't kind of plate it up like, uh, you need to be thinking about what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You know, because I got to pay for, I got to buy parts and fix this thing, you know, just, when I pulled, when I, but the tie rod, like tie rod ends bust, skis pointed backwards. When I pulled in there the other day, <laughs> I milked he's like, a little. quick Sadie, quick Sadie. I'm like, park the truck and I see what they're doing. And they're like, grabbing all these chunks of snow. He's <laughs> yeah. like, loading them in the sled they're towing behind. Sadie jumps in and they're like, I can see. So I get out as soon as they're like, take off and get out of sight. And then they stopped in the woods and I hear him like, when we go by, throw these snowballs at him. I'll go by as fast as I can. So I quick like ran around the back of the truck, grabbed my own snowballs, and they came ripping out. And they're like, I could see both of them. Like, where is he gone? You know, I'm hiding behind my yeah. truck. And they stopped, and Jed turned it off, and I just came out and was like, "You guys are done." <laughs> Started hammering them with snowballs. Yeah, they've been doing pretty good. Well, which is funny because Sadie's still only four. And Jed didn't wasn't comfortable driving that thing till last year when he was five. Man, she'll jump on that thing like just take it. She'll just one knee it. on the you know <laughs> the old riding up on a knee just all over. Oh, Her bad deal is she'll stuff. like look like yo look what I'm doing, Dad. Looking at me, I'm like stop. Yeah. Look where you're going. She ran <laughs> yeah. into the septic riser the other day. Like oh. I was like, oh no, please don't break that thing <laughs> off. It's gonna be horrible to fix. Uh, um, but no, it didn't, but I was like, I gave her, fix. <laughs> I was like, you got to watch where you're driving young lady. Yeah. But no, nah, it's fun. Heck of women drivers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I seen a nice bull the other day driving down to Wasilla today. It's done. It's dark. Today was the last FMA, day. FMA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Done. Yeah. Done deal. How, I wonder we were talking about that driving driving back. Um, I wonder how many moose get shot. Probably not a lot in the well, because this time of year they're kind of kind of like they're yarded up places. You know, they don't. Yeah, but if a guy knows, like if a guy hey, knows, every year yeah, I yeah. got a bull in my backyard right. this oh, yeah. time of year. Like, I'm sure start some, whacking them. But also after a last winter, and then it seemed yeah. like deaf. There's a seems to be a correlation between all the cows they killed across the river and what's years going back on. and yeah. there's just not I'll say this doesn't appear to be nearly as many moose around town as there Used. was 10 15 yeah. years ago yeah like you know it's all anecdotal mm. but if but you know like you used to see moose every day the entire year mm. driving it is around interesting town, for sure you know but it's still open and it's not it's still limited. Open. It's I mean, not, it's just like go get them. Yeah. Whoever has a, yeah. you know. And the purpose for that is like to just reduce vehicle collisions Collision. around yeah. town. You know, yeah. there's plenty of country around town that's not open. That's not you know. Yeah. So it's not like it has a biological effect. But, but te- I mean, the FMA is 
It's a fucking big chunk. It is of a big land. chunk of land. Yeah. land. I mean, there's a, it's a huge chunk of land, but I mean, obviously, there's inside of that huge chunk of land. There's a lot of land you cannot shoot moose on, but well, unless you're in the library parking lot downtown, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think we talked about that. Yeah. Um, I would think that there'd be like, fuck, I don't know, ten or fifteen moose shot You'd during this so. little opener in no, in the end I, of November. You would think so. It'd be cool to go in and look at that and see because I, you know, we we just had a long conversation about that just a couple of days ago. I was like, I, yeah, I don't know. That's very. We'll just have to ask Tony next time. I don't what see that... a lot of moose this time of year. No, I mean, we've seen a big ass bull. Like shit, he's. Everybody's close to 50 inches. I've never seen a bull that big here. And I woke up, and we're drinking coffee and shit, and it's getting light. And I'm like, fuck, there's moose tracks, like, right up to the deck, like, all around in the yard and shit. I was like, damn, there's a moose here last night. And I'm sitting there in the kitchen looking out the window, and I'm like, what the fuck is that big-ass bull, like, running down the power line? I was like, holy shit, look at that. I've never seen a moose, that like, a bull yeah. that big before. Like right here in town, you know. I mean, not I in see, town. But, what, a couple years um, ago, maybe three years ago, I saw one. I saw one a couple nights in a row. Good size over bull. here that was like forty five ish. Yeah, that's I've about seen what one that was maybe one like was. fifty. Close, close to fifty. I've seen one but. that was maybe fifty, like right, uh, right next to the Mitchell once. Yeah, was it you that I've told seen, me you saw a big one run across run the Mitchell? Across the, Plow through that fence and then and swim jump across into the that, lake right there. Jump into that gravel pond and swim. Yeah. During the season, fucking right through the fence, up like in amongst cars, ran across, over the fence, like th- more like through the fence. Yeah. And fucking just dove right into a pond and just fucking headed in a straight line. And I was like, oh, man, you're fucked. You're going straight, straight to into town. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong way. <laughs> yep. Wrong direction. <clears throat> um, I mean, I've seen little, like, you know, smaller bulls around here mul- multiple times. But, yeah, you know they're around. Yeah. You know? But. I saw a couple bulls get hit on the Richardson, you know, between Fairbanks and North Pole over the summer. Mm-hmm. Still in velvet, you know. Yeah. But, uh, well, there was a spot there that I... Th- yeah. It seems like they've cleared out a little bit of it, but there was a spot there that years past, I mean, the years kind of are a blur at this point. Like the other day, I was like, I've had these holy shit moments every once in a while. Like, let's listen to Dave Pruz's show on the radio. He's like, oh, next year will be my seventh year doing this. I'm like, holy shit. It doesn't yeah. seem like that. So it could, I didn't you know, like this could be 12, 15 years ago. I remember, you know, there was a certain spot there along the ridge between Fairbanks and North Pole that was just like chock full of wooden moose. I mean, you just like look in the willows and see eight, or, eight or ten moose every time you drove by. Yeah. 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 Interesting, interesting stuff. Yep. It's definitely, it all goes in waves, it seems like, you know. And I'm sure it'll be a few years from now, it'll be more. Well, stuff like, you know, you you like watch like the old This Is My Alaska where he's talking, you know, specifically about how the, like the caribou, he's like the caribou, you know, when he's like, 
putting the film together. He's like the caribou herds that are all like in abundance right now because all the shit we did, you know, he said there were like nothing left of them, you you know, back in the fifties in times like that, you know, and then when they were implementing a lot of that super serious predator control, like I guess when my grandpa first moved up here, there was like not many moose. Oh, no Moose shit. and caribou around at all. Yeah. And that was like the early, like, I don't know, like late 40s, early 50s when he moved up here. Yeah. But yeah, pretty interesting. Which that one film, I, so this is kind of random, but the eight millimeter films, like I got them all digitized and I finally, like we bar- had borrowed a, my mother-in-law lent us a VCR to like do some other videos and there was a like a, v, a VHS of at least I just got a little ways into them some of these eight millimeter videos and they actually like the film is my grandma filming them like on like project like like old camcorder set on a table like filming them being projected mm-hmm. so you can hear the clicker you know the projector going oh no when she's shit. like talking and saying like oh this was this trip so I got a little off to like listen through. Oh, to interesting! They filmed with the eight millimeter her, film yeah, and did commentary like, yeah, on top to like of it. Get them. Oh, on that's VHS. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's my grandma talking about like, oh, this is so and so. That's one of the things I like with all these films is like, at least write down like who is in them, even if I don't know them and whatnot. But that one trip in nineteen sixty two up the, it's like somewhere up the Taylor Highway in the forty mile country. They killed nine bull moose and eight caribou. Wow. <laughs> That's the one where they got all those moose heads laid yeah. out and, you oh know, like God. trucks so much packed full of meat. And- oh. the, what, what's really cool to me is on top of all the stuff that they were doing in the, like, late 40s, 50s, 60s, on top of it being, like, major pain in the ass, these people... Like Scheibel and Chuck Gray and your grandfather, grandmother. These people were like, we need to get a camera. We need to yeah. film yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Like the forethought of... Super cool. T- it's unreal that they were like, we should like get footage yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially when it, it's not like cameras were super convenient or easy. And they probably weren't cheap either, no. you know, for people that were like, have a bunch of kids and like, shit's already tight, you know, to be like, mm-hmm. we should probably get a camera and film this, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like mind-blowing. Not like you can put an SD card in and get two hours worth of, of <laughs> right footage. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's those those little like eight millimeter film rolls that would fit in the, like the portable cameras four minutes. Wow. Yeah. Four minutes. Per roll. Yep. Yep. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I am glad I got the digitizer because, like, watching the VHS, the like, recording the projection, it's horrible quality. Like, oh, compared to it's just pulling way, it. It's way better than scanning the film. Actual yeah. film and yeah. getting it digitized. Yeah. yeah. And so. that's always the case. I wonder if you can clean film easy. I like, don't know. I'm once sure it's been exposed. I'm sure there's ways it can be cleaned, like, yeah, because I talk, I, talk I, I guess to, what it is, is if it's been exposed and the lens wasn't clean when it was exposed, you can't fix no, that. No, because it's the, it's the, whatever right. image is on there. So it's probably not even, I mean, I'm sure the film is probably actually clean if it's, because yeah. it's probably always been in cases, it's been in rolls. Yeah, in it's pretty, it's and, dusty, like they're, like. 
I would have to clean off the machine and a couple of like yeah. a couple rolls I redid because there was like a piece of dust on it's like a white light um on the thing that underneath underneath the, the film and I think a lens of some type above and it it scan like it takes a photo or scans each frame mm-hmm. it like just j- 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 pulls it through a frame at a time and scans it and there how was long like, does it take to take one of those rolls like and half an hour it? maybe that's not bad that's pretty no quick. it's it's like two frames per second. But yeah. I looked at sending it off to have it done, and it's like a dollar to three dollars per foot of film. No, I mean, like that digitizer was four hundred bucks, and it's way cheaper than it would have been. Oh yeah, to do one roll of film, and I used it for a work project, so I got to expense it. So that was kind of cool. Right on, good shit. But yeah, it's fun to watch. Hmm. Yeah, the, all the shit you showed me is amazing. Do you have a DVD player? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. Have you seen This Is My Alaska? I haven't. Have you heard of it? No. Just uh, Yeah, you got to watch yeah. that. I didn't bring my copy, otherwise I... I have one right there. Yeah, I'd be interested. If you fuck it up, I'll check. kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take good care of it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's good. a good video for anybody. It's oh, amazing. To watch. Absolutely amazing mm-hmm. shit. Like... Good stuff. And that was early. Well, and some of the footage, like my grandma had, was uh, like the North American races and which they show shit like in, that they in show that. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The it was open a little, their America. film was a little earlier because all this it, stuff that my grandma filmed was in the sixties. But yeah. they started with pre-statehood. A lot yeah. of it. Yeah, a lot of that footage in that movie is pre-statehood, so it's before fifty-nine. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's no wonder none of them people are alive anymore. <laughs> Just everyone ripping lung darts left oh and right. God. All those videos <laughs> you have, I'm like, does anybody not fucking smoke? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. just like walking around with a yeah. fucking dart in their mouth. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. What a difference, you know, today. Is, yeah. You know, not as common for sure. No. <laughs> no, amazing. Yep. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, no. I know Chuck. I've you know gone over there and had had lunch with him a few times. He's kicking at ninety three or ninety four or whatever yeah. he is because he never drank a drop of alcohol, never any tobacco, nothing his entire life. He was just a worker and an outdoorsman, yeah, and a guide his entire life, and that fucking makes you live long. <clears throat> yep. Speaking of living long, if I'm going to live past tonight, I probably better get rolling. Okay. But good. Tyson. Thanks for coming over, Tyson, yeah, man. It well, was thanks awesome. For having, having good, me. good time. Yeah, man. It was. We get you back over here again too. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. For sure. And uh yeah, if you hear any more any more solo ep- episodes with the doctor, it'll probably they'll probably be better than mine. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all that, but yeah. all right. Just keep this thing rolling along with more, you know. Oh yeah, it's nice to no, have nice op- to have episodes. You know, no. I got a few different people that I'd like to get to come over and and do do podcasts. So yeah, we'll no, see. and like you said, when you're, you know, it's like one of us is not busy trying to get everybody. Like oh, yeah. every, especially this year has been just a pain in the ass. Just for, oh, everybody's yeah. busy, man. And, yeah, you know, you try to get two or three or four folks together at the same time. It's just difficult. So. Mm-hmm. No, the more the more the merrier. So, yep. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, if you enjoy Tundra Talk, appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever 
platform you listen on and uh, tune in next time. Thanks.